This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive of Michael Fabiano, coming to you Sunday after week nine, getting ready for Monday Night Football and to hit the waiver wire. But first, Mike, I want to go over some of the things that took place yesterday. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I mean, pretty tough week in fantasy again. Our Cowboys kind of showed a little bit of life, which was interesting, although the result was kind of what we had expected, right? I'm yeah. all in on tanking for Trevor. I'm rooting for the Jets to win, like, three games. And maybe the Jaguars to pick up a couple of wins. And the Cowboys to just not win the rest of the season. I'll be totally fine with it. And then get that number one overall pick. Maybe we don't get Trevor Lawrence, but maybe we get a boatload of picks in return. This is me living in my own fantasy world as a Dallas Cowboys fan. This is not going to happen, but it would be fun if it did. Right now, the Cowboys would be scheduled. It would be slotted into the third pick in the NFL draft. That should be a good enough haul to bring back a load of picks. Obviously, Dallas is not going to be up there for one of the top quarterbacks, um, but definitely some of the top defenders in the league. I mean, in college football. Um, mm-hmm. would definitely be a, some, a good look for the Dallas Cowboys as that defense needs a ton of work. But let's yeah. uh, let, let's start let's start in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. This Baltimore Raven offense was humming last season. They go to Indianapolis, they get the win yesterday, but this offense is not humming right now, Mike. No, it's not. And um, I remember when it was fun to start Lamar Jackson. You remember last yeah. year? Every week, oh, it's 25, it's 30, 35 points. I mean, he's not good this year. Like he, this is, this folks is maybe the the biggest example of beware the magical season, because Lamar Jackson would have broken the single season record for fantasy points scored by a quarterback had he not sat out week seventeen, and right now he's not playing well. Okay, he's still getting you you know decent numbers as a runner, 
But if it weren't for those numbers, Corey, he'd be terrible because the passing numbers have not been there. Hollywood Brown has disappeared. Mark Andrews has been a nightmare. Nick Boyle's been a better tight end over the last couple of weeks than Mark Andrews. The Ravens offense has been just dreadful and from a fantasy perspective. I mean, they're still winning games. I will say this, though. That matchup was pretty tough. I mean, the It Colts was a tough matchup. The Colts, the Colts can play. The defense is pretty good. And so at Baltimore's got the Patriots, I believe, coming up next. So, I mean, the Patriots defense can be tough too, but they're just an absolute mess at this point. So Lamar Jackson, is he a must start? No, he's not. If you have, say, Drew Brees, by the way, Brees three weeks in a row, uh, I've been wrong on him. I'm done with Balling. Drew Brees. I'm, dude, it doesn't even matter. He doesn't have his wide receivers. He's got a bad matchup. Doesn't matter. But anyways, if you've got Justin Herbert, if you – Hell, I mean, like, if, if you're looking at Big Ben this week, he's got Cincinnati. Maybe he's a better start than Lamar Jackson. This is where we're at right now. Uh, the backfield, we have clarity, but I think we're underestimating Gus Edwards, right? We know it's going to be just a two-headed monster because Mark Ingram's not playing right now, and when he does, it'll go back to being a headache. But Gus Edwards has been pretty good the last couple of weeks, and we're not giving him enough love, and they've got the Patriots coming up. They can't stop the run. So Edwards will be look uh, worth a look off the waiver wire without question uh, coming up this week. But yeah, that Baltimore offense, man, one of the bigger disappointments in fantasy football across the board. There is not one player, not one. And Lamar Jackson, I'm talking to you. You're not listening, but I'm talking to you. There's not one player you can trust in Baltimore right now. Nah, it, it, make, it, it makes it it makes it tough. And there is not one receiver on the Indianapolis Colts that you can trust either. (laughs) Nobody. I mean, like Michael Pittman led the wide receivers and targets, but really from a fantasy perspective, didn't do much. Marcus Johnson, Zach Pascal. I mean, actually, I got to be honest with you. This is another team. Who can you trust in Indianapolis right now? Honestly, Corey, you trust Jonathan Taylor? No. You trust uh, Jordan Wilkins? No. Naheem Hines? No. Any of the wide receivers? No. Any of the tight ends? No. Phillip Rivers? No. The only two players i guess i could say players and unit rodrigo blankenship's been pretty good and he's their kicker and the colts defense has been very good but that's yep. it on offense you can't trust anybody no they're they're they're, they're irrelevant fantasy wise when it comes to, to offense all right mike i'm about to say something that may come across as being crazy it may come across as hyperbole but terry mclaurin mm. reminds me of Antonio Brown. Is that right? He looks he good, did. man. I love he, I love yo, he, can, he can play. He's a baller. Terry yeah, McLaurin's yeah. a baller. It doesn't make a difference who the quarterback is. He gets his numbers. He's a very good up-and-coming player. Yeah, he was one of my breakout candidates for, for 2020. It was kind of an easy prediction, too, because if you watched him last year, I mean, he was very close to having 1,000 yards. He was tremendous. And he, he said it. I mean, they have nobody else in Washington to catch the ball. I mean, eight targets, 115 yards, had a touchdown. Uh, very good performance. And, you know, you said it, Alex Smith's going to be the quarterback moving forward. God bless him. I hope everything goes well with him uh, because Washington is out on Dwayne Haskins. They're out. They want nothing to do with him. They've already given up on Haskins. So yeah. Alex Smith is going to be the quarterback. And when you look at the matchup coming up next, I mean, they're at Detroit, Corey. Yeah. That's a good match. Like Alex Smith might be in DFS lineups coming up against Detroit. Maybe. We'll see. He's not going to be that expensive. But yeah, McLaurin. Antonio Gibson gave you another nice game, not huge, but they can't quit J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick had double-digit targets in that game. 
And Antonio Gibson's a really good pass catcher, which is kind of baffling to me, but because maybe they don't have anybody else but McLaurin, they're just using McKissick a bunch as a receiver. But Gibson's been pretty pretty solid, pretty uh, reliable uh, for the most part recently. So he's a guy who has emerged into that RB2 conversation. Yeah, no doubt. I would agree with you on that one. He has been uh, pretty reliable the past couple of weeks. What do you think of Austin Mack for the Giants? Nothing. Move on. Nothing. <laughs> You're not even, you, you think it's a one-hit wonder? Yeah, I think so, man. He's, you know, he, he's, he's Millie Vanilli, I guess you could say, right? Uh-huh. Uh, although they had a couple of hits, but... I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, let's not singing yeah. the song. So maybe they had no hits. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, I, I'm not in on that. I mean, Golden Tate was was benched for tweeting, I guess, right? So I guess that's, that's the world we live in at this point. But yeah, I'm not in on him. It was nice to see Evan Engram score some points, although I would still argue he didn't have the best game. But Sterling Shepard's been getting targeted a bunch. Darius Slayton's about to be dropped in leagues. Yes, he's cuttable. He's about to be dropped in leagues. Um the Denver Broncos, they got some fun fantasy pieces, don't they? We see mm-hmm. Jeremy Judy finally had, you know, the breakout performance that we was waiting for him. Uh, Locke is playing well. And you listen, they got Hamler, Noah Fant. They're an interesting fantasy team. Yeah, they were. And, you know, I said that in the preseason or lack thereof, that, you know, Denver's got a lot of good young talent, right? So Cortland Sutton obviously is the, is the, the best player on that offense. Yeah. Of course, he's, you know, he's out for the season, but Judy's looked great. And I've seen some reports that if Drew Locke even played better, that Judy would be balling out every single week at this point. Right. Uh, so Judy looks very good. Uh, KJ Hamler had a bunch of targets and don't forget about Tim Patrick. He got the end of the yep. end zone against Atlanta. So he's been playing pretty well. Also, he missed one game due to injury, but overall he's been pretty good. He's not huge, not putting up huge numbers, but I mean, you're getting double digits from him, right? Fant. He's not 100%. I thought he was going to have a better game against Atlanta. He didn't. Uh, but Albert O got hurt in that game as well. And the matchup coming up here, I believe they have Las Vegas coming up next on the schedule. So that could be a shootout. So you're starting a bunch of Broncos, right? Hamler will be worth a look off the wire. Patrick will be look uh, worth a look off the wire. The The position that's going to drive you nuts there is the backfield. No, yeah, Gordon, the, the backfield is tough. Gordon has not looked good. He had a couple of fumbles last week. He didn't do it. Philip Lindsay looks like the better running back, but the Broncos are not going to give him the job. And Gordon's going to continue to see more touches. He's going to continue to see more snaps, but it's going to be close in terms of the touches. Right now, you can't start either one of them, and it stinks because the matchup coming up against the Raiders is great. So uh, Gordon's probably a, a three or or a, or a low RB2 at best right now. But it's it's almost like the Buccaneers where – like, I don't know who the hell's getting the football every week, and it's just something that you prefer to avoid, but a lot of us out there can't. Yeah, we'll get to the Buccaneers in a little bit. Um, big showdown yesterday in Buffalo with the uh, with the Seahawks and the Bills. Bills come out there. Very good W. If it was fans in the stands, it would have been crazy oh, yeah. uh, in New Era Stadium yesterday. It would be jumping through tables on fire in the parking lots. Like, it would have been wild. It would have been Remember when they played their first playoff game a couple years ago, and they bought every and they went to, they went down to Jacksonville and cleared the tables out of the WalMarts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta love Buffalo Bill fans, Bill Mafia. But listen, Allen got his thing done yesterday. Three touchdown passes. Yep, he killed it yesterday. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs. We finally saw some good play from Smoke Brown, even Gabriel Davis getting involved, Cole Beasley getting his targets. And, you know, it, look, it looked good. But the backfield still leaves us with questions, Mike. 
Yeah, but maybe not for long, dude. Zach Moss is just better than Devin Singletary. We said it in the in the uh, in the summer months. He was better, and he's looked better. He's getting more red zone looks. He's getting more touches now. I, Singletary is getting to the point where he could almost drop him in some ten team leagues. Like he he's just not effective at this point. And unless Moss goes out with some sort of injury or COVID or whatever the case may be, of course we don't want that to happen. But that's the only way he's going to have any kind of value. Zach Moss is the uh, running back to own in Buffalo uh, and, and getting back to that Bills passing game. But I, Cole Beasley, I mean, I was disappointed. I thought he'd have better numbers against Seattle. But, yeah, John Brown was very good. Uh, he looks like he's back at 100%. And they've got Arizona next, right? That's going to be a barn burner, dude. I mean, like, you could see the same kind of numbers from these guys again in what should be a very high-scoring affair. On the Seattle side of the football, were you impressed with DJ Dallas? No, I wasn't. Yeah. Like, DJ Dallas is not, like – He's volume. That's what he is. I mean, the, the week before he had like 23 touches and 58 yards. I mean, that's not efficient. You know, I mean, that's like Matt Asiata for crying out loud, right? You remember him? Jeez. So, yeah, but, I do. I mean, but the touchdowns were there. So, and he may not have that job next week. Depends on if Chris Carson can go and Carlos Hyde. So, you may be looking at Hyde off the waiver wire if Carson is still not going to be able to go and Hyde is back at 100%. But yeah, Travis Homer played more. He uh, played more in the passing game as well. So, I mean, you could if DJ Dallas is out there, I guess you can, you know, pick him up. And if uh, cross your fingers, and a worst case scenario happens, and Carson and Hyde can't go again, you know, then maybe you can you can roll with them. Uh, They've got they've got the Rams coming up, so the matchup's bad, anyways. So yeah, that that backfield is not going to be a a fun place until Chris Carson uh, is back. And God darn it, DK Metcalf, is he not the best wide receiver in the damn game right now? Like, He's like, crazy. Devontae like, Adams and New Hopkins, like, I get it. I get it, okay? DK Metcalf is a beast. That guy is freaking amazing. 31 NFL teams out there are kicking themselves in the you-know-what because they didn't draft this kid. What a stud he's been. You know, the rub against him was that he was a developing route runner. You don't really have to run routes that good if nobody can catch you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Mike? If nobody can catch you. And then it, he looks like he's a ringer. He looks like it's a man playing with boys. Uh-huh. He's like T.O., dude. Unreal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. That, that that's, that's a good uh, explanation of him right there, um, Terrell Owens. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of DK Metcalf. Listen, I, last year I was like, stay away from him in drafts. Looks like Tarzan's going to play like Jane. I was 100% incorrect on that. DJ Metcalf is a first round fantasy option uh, moving forward. When you, when you next, you know, this when we get into drafts next year, DJ Metcalf is going to be on that one two turn, in my opinion. Um, Pat Mahomes got his thing done yesterday, but let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. This injury, Christian McCaffrey looks yep. like he's going to be evaluated. We may have some Mike Davis back in action. If you are, if you are, if you a CMC uh, guy, draft him with your first overall pick. Like man, I, I we can't get rolling this year. I know, but every time he plays, he's awesome. It was yes. great in that game, but he's yep. he's had injury issues. I mean, again, like you know, beware the magical season, I guess. But uh, yeah, Mike Davis got dropped in about twenty five percent of ESPN leagues, so he's out there in some leagues. I think people who had McCaffrey obviously didn't drop Davis, or maybe they just didn't have running back depth, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to sit on him. But he might be out there in a few leagues. Um, Bigger, bigger disappointment uh, this season. Okay, when you're looking at you know the wide receiver position, is there a bigger disappointment than DJ Moore? It's like been DJ bad. Moore, 
DJ Moore was drafted to be like a low one, a high two, right? He, he was, was drafted in the same area as like Calvin Ridley. Right. He 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 has not been getting the opportunities. And lately, Curtis Samuel's been better than both Moore and Robbie Anderson, right? Yep. I mean, honestly, like it's it's been ridiculous. It's almost like they just unleashed him. It was like the the Carolina coaching staff was like, oh damn, we, we got Curtis Samuel on this team? All right, let's start using <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like after the first few weeks, he was invisible. Now he should be owned across the board. He's been better than Anderson and Moore over the last three games. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I was wrong on him. I didn't like the matchup. It turned into a shootout. He was very good. Uh, had he, he had a rushing touchdown in that game. Now he's got the Bucks coming up. I don't know what Bucks defense that we're going to see. I huh. have no idea at this point. But, uh, but Bridgewater, uh, clearly a guy who, who's been exceeding expectations from a fantasy perspective. And so, yeah, if Mike Davis is out there, go get him. Uh, and if Curtis Samuel is out there, go get him. You know, Teddy Two Gloves. Interesting, you mentioned that. Um, I told you I'm, I'm a big fan of, of 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 your buddy that you used to work with, Mike Lombardi. Yeah. And yesterday, Mike Lombardi opened up his program saying he thought the Carolina Panthers had a real good shot to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, he's really out there. I'm like, okay, well, I'll take the 10 and a half. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And I'm watching this game, and I'm like, what did he see? Like, that trained eye. What mm-hmm. did he see in scouting these teams to let him know that the Panthers was a, was going to be a tough matchup for, 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 for Kansas City? I can't figure it out, but these guys are real smart. I'm going to have to get Lombardi on my Sirius XM show at this point. Uh, yeah, you got uh, to. Mike, no, nah, Mike, he's dead. I'm dead serious. He's, he's spot yeah, on. He's Merkel, though. Hey, and he's Italian. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. You got to get him on. Holler at him um, and, and, and make that happen. Um, is Dalvin Cook the best offensive player in the NFL right now? That's not a quarterback. Yes. He's, dude, he's going off, man. I mean, he, he's the best running back in fantasy football right now, right? Over the last couple of weeks, his numbers have just been ridiculously good. Uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, still great, but you know, didn't have great numbers last night. Uh, they didn't really need him to because Tampa Bay's defense decided to, uh, you know, take a bye week. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened there, but I mean, Dalvin Cook gave you, you know, over forty last week. He gave you nearly forty again. And boy, I tell you something: the, the one downside with Dalvin, if you've got Dalvin, you're loving life because he's just he's just tearing and shredding, right? But Minnesota's not throwing the ball when Cook is going so well. Like Kirk Cousins had what 20 pass attempts? And so Adam Thielen didn't do anything. The matchup was great. Justin Jefferson didn't do anything. The matchup was great. They threw it to Irv Smith twice, got touchdowns. That's not helping anybody, right? So no. So, so you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, I love Dalvin Cook. He's been tremendous, and the guy's leading a lot of fantasy teams to wins week in and week out, but it's kind of hurting the passing game. So you, know, you take what you can get. Kirk Cousins still had a pretty good game. Uh, you know, had three touchdowns. Um, but when when Dalvin is cooking like that, the passing game may irrelevant. be a bit, yeah, I mean, maybe not irrelevant, but yeah, uh, not reliable. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because it, it, it runs through him. And he is, you know, South Florida running back. This is, 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 It's like, give me the football. I don't care. Next year, I'm, I would draft him over Barkley and Elliott. Yeah. No, he he will be. Uh, there's no yes. question about that. He will be. Uh, you you want a crazy stat at running back this week? Dalvin Cook had 39.2 points. Christian McCaffrey had 37.1 points. Okay, mm-hmm. so two guys go over 37 
the next best running back, J.D. McKissick at 17.2. That's how bad running back was this weekend. You know who was fourth? Caleb freaking Balage. Yeah. I can't swear, but I feel like I want. I started Justin Jackson in two leagues. Loved him. Loved him. He's Jackie Paper. That guy cannot avoid the damn injuries. Gets hurt basically before the game's even kicked off, right? Barely plays. And then Joshua Kelly, who everybody, including myself, really likes coming into the season. Tell me about it. I was on that train too. They got him off the practice squad and he had 16 and a half points. I, yeah, I, yeah, no, it, 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 it's crazy. Sometimes I hate fantasy football. <laughs> no, it, says it, it can be very difficult. If I'm a Detroit Lion fan, though, Mike, I'm hating more than fantasy football. I hate football, period. It's time <laughs> know, right? to talk about getting Matt, Mike, whatever Patricia, Matt Patricia, out of out of Detroit. Yeah, that there. Marvin Jones gave you decent numbers. Danny Amendola gave you decent numbers. Hawkinson's been great. Yes, he has. Damn, that backfield would drive me crazy, right? Remember remember when Swift went bananas? I think it was against Green Bay, right? And you're like, oh, it's it's coming. It's coming, man. Look at this kid. Adrian Peterson's not going to go away. He's not going to go away. He's not. It doesn't matter. He's not going away. And Detroit is so bad that these running backs, uh, including Swift, are getting game scripted out of carrying the football a lot in the second half. So Detroit's tough. No Kenny G. They, they do have some nice assets there from a fantasy standpoint, but not that much. And then, you know, Stafford, you know, had the COVID. And the matchup was right. A lot of people started him. Then he got hurt. So it's been rough, man. It's it's been very rough. I'm hoping Kenny G is not out too long, but I I, I don't have a good feeling about that. But it's the, the running back position has been more difficult than ever this year, right? Quarterbacks become easy. Like quarter, you can basically start almost anybody and get 15. Like no honestly, doubt, right? And 15 is not that great, but. It, it's, it's a lot of offenses are running through the quarterback because the quarterback exactly. can do some more with running the football and stuff and like that, moving the pocket, team. throwing it. Yep. I mean, look, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, he had a touchdown yesterday, still didn't break 13 points. No, nah, it I was mean, tough it, for Edwards Alaire. It's so tough out there right now. I mean, Ryan Nall scored more points than almost everybody. <laughs> Ryan Nall was a top 10 running back this week, or at least he is going into the game tonight. God darn it. I mean, it's. It's it's rough sledding out there, my man. James Robinson looked good. So did Will yeah, Fuller. A lot of a lot, yeah, a lot of a lot of fantasy. Uh, DJ Chalk also got the thing done with Luton. Luton throws for over three hundred yards in a touchdown pass. Deshaun Watson running the football, throwing the football. Not not a lot of high expectations coming into that game for fantasy goodness, but we definitely did get some. And Brandon Cooks is one of the most is 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 is, is, is the guy that I cannot figure out in fantasy football probably more than anybody else. He's been good though lately. Like he just he has him. been. Yep. He was he was a stardom in my column this week. Uh, Jake Jake Luton wasn't, but I mean, geez, Louise! Like, I guess I, I can't remember this many rookie quarterbacks playing this well, um, and with no preseason. Maybe they just don't need to have a preseason. I don't know. But anyways, that Chark. I didn't love Chark going into the week. Uh, he was like a risk reward flex. I mean, one play basically he had a big fantasy performance right on, on that seventy plus yard touchdown. Yeah. So. Now, uh, you got Green Bay coming up, and, and it's Lambeau Field. I don't know what Luton's going to do against Aaron Rodgers. He may be shivering in his in his cleats this weekend. I don't know. But, I mean, certainly Luton's going to be worth an add in two QB and Superflex leagues. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, James Robinson's been very good, just really consistent, right? Uh, Houston, they got the offense going. Even though Nuke's not there, hell, I mean, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks were both better than Nuke Hopkins yesterday. 
Xavier Howard, did, did they did they resurrect him like somehow? Like what happened with him? Like all of a sudden, this guy's a shutdown corner again. It, it's 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 Flores in, in Miami. They're doing good. God. They're doing a good. You know, Flores they they it looked like awesome. that guy was going to get ran out of town last year. Yeah, and now he's looking like one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yep, good good for him. I'm 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 happy for him. I'm, I actually. I actually took the Dolphins plus the points. Uh, nice. When game. I was on, I was on the other side, so I'm. It was uh, not pretty for me. You know who's good? We got to talk. Our, our guy Frankie. He's Holy, great. If you guys, a lot of people out there who are fantasy players, also into the uh, the gambling world, Frankie Tadio Tadio. I like to call them both because I don't exactly know what his last name yeah. is, and he won't. Tell me. On. He won't tell me. Right. He is awesome. He the, the the guy is ridiculous, man. You've got to follow him on Twitter and, and, and go out and, and listen to his advice. He's bananas good. No, you know what? See, my thing is this, like, you know, with the I started with Maction on Wednesday, went to Thursday night football, went to Friday night football, went to Saturday, just all Frankie and the Vegas Whisper stuff that you can sign up for at SI Pro, right? He's awesome. Awesome. Killed it, right? Yep. And I'm, I don't forget my man Casey with the UFC. Killed Casey's, it. Yep, Casey's then yesterday, Mike. Then yesterday, I decided I'm going to do my own thing. Gave it all back. <laughs> Sometimes the best thing to do is just listen to the sharps because those guys. Oh man, that and I and I am not a betting man. I I don't get into the whole like you know I play fantasy obviously on yeah. DFS. I don't get into the, that whole world. But but with the numbers that they're doing, I may have to rethink that. <laughs> no, nah, for real. Holidays is holidays is coming up. Uh, Tony Pollard uh played well yesterday. James Conner did not play well yesterday, even yeah. though it was a smash spot for James Conner. The Steelers' offense, as far as the wide receivers, got their stuff done. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys' uh, wide receivers showed a little bit of life uh, this past week, too. So, you know, listen, not a lot to discuss and break down here, but I think uh, should we start talking? T- see, Ezekiel Elliott's hamstring is going to tighten up soon because he don't want to play because it's like I'm playing for a team that's going to get a top five pick in the draft. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Pollard is a nice ad. I talked about it on my show all last week. Just yep. grab him and stash him. Why not, right? Here's the numbers. Zeke played 47 snaps and had 20 touches against Pittsburgh. He had 8.9 points. Terrible, okay? Tony Pollard paid 23 snaps, right? So about half, all right, of what Zeke did, right? Um, 10 touches, so exactly half. 6.8 points. Mm-hmm. He's better than Zeke right now. I don't. Zeke is not a better, or, or excuse me, Pollard is not a pl- a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott overall. Right now, Tony Pollard is more efficient, and I would argue, and I would agree with you that the Cowboys do have a buy coming up. I would argue that Tony Pollard is going to put a bigger dent into Zeke's touches down the stretch, and that maybe in the fantasy playoffs, it's Tony Pollard that we're talking about as the top starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys. From a fantasy perspective, what you paid this guy what ninety million dollars, and you paid him to help you win divisions and maybe a playoff game because the Cowboys. I mean, I feel like we're never winning anything anymore. But whatever it is, what it is, you're not paying him to get twenty touches in a game for a team that's got two wins and is going nowhere. So I feel like at some point during the rest of the season, Zeke is going to have a hamstring injury. Something's going to happen. Maybe yep. it's not even the truth. But they'll put him on IR, and Pollard will take over. That's not that's that's not uh, something that I'm guaranteeing. 
It's just a prediction. It's just a gut feeling. I mean, you said you mentioned it on a serious show. I wrote about it two weeks ago. I could see an Ezekiel Elliott possible shutdown coming. Like you said, it'd probably be a hamstring or something like that. And it'd probably be, you know what, you know, you come sit in the coach's room and stuff like that. But let's save some of that tread for when Dak gets back and maybe this team is is, is better. Uh, the Miami Dolphins and Arizona Cardinals, another good one yesterday. Hey, tell you what, we talk about how good this Dolphins team is. Tua came through the play. The wide receiver's still getting it done. Um... Listen, it may not be a whole lot of fantasy goodness, but it's a good football team, and Tua should be uh, out there, I think. Yeah, Tua's got to be uh, – he, he'll be the top ad in fantasy this week. Uh, yeah. Without question. and Or at least one of the top three, right? And, again, people were kind of, like, scared after the 93 yards at his first start, and the offense looked like crap. But the defense was amazing, and so was the special team. So the offense wasn't needed. And, I, and I, you know, I, I think, Corey, I, I get – I say this all the time, and even sometimes I get like lost in it. The NFL is such a week-to-week league. Like Tom Brady sucked last night. He was garbage. Don't care. It's over, right? I don't care what he did last week. I care what he's going to do next week, right? That's what we got to look at. So with Tua, yeah, the numbers were bad last week. Last week was over. And Arizona's defense is overrated. They're not that good. And Miami's defense is very good. So, hey, get Tua. And, and you know who they've got this week? Chargers. Their defense is terrible. That's going to be fun. Tua. You think Tua's going to be motivated? You think Tua's going to be motivated? You think Herbert's going to be motivated out there, right? Who's the best rookie quarterback? Okay. At one point, it was all about tanking for Tua, right? And then he got hurt. Yeah. And the Dolphins could have drafted Justin Herbert, right? So you don't think Herbert's going to go to Miami and think, look what you're missing out on. And you think Tua's not going to go into that game thinking, they didn't miss out on anything, pal. Take a look at this. Still, yep. Now that nah, that, that be will be that will be a lot of fun. All uh, right, quick on this game, Christian Kirk, he's the real deal. Yeah, dude, I had him as a stardom in my column this week, and like, so what happened was, which I can't believe I'm saying this, but Xavier Howard eliminated New Hopkins. He did, unreal. Hopkins had a bad game, and so Kyler, being Kyler, said, "I'm going to throw it to Christian Kirk. He's open." He's been great. He's got a touchdown in, what, three straight games. I think he has five touchdowns in his last three games. He's got Buffalo coming up. So the matchup's not great, but still, Kirk's been just wonderful. And Kyler. Kyler's been what we wanted Lamar Jackson to be again. No He's doubt. You're right. Yards. Like, I, I, I kick myself. I, I have one league. One. Okay? Because you know I don't like to draft quarterbacks early. I have one league that's not a super flex where I drafted Lamar, I think it was maybe in the third or fourth round. It's like, all right, I'm, 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 you know what? I always wait on quarterback. Let me, let me see what happens here. It's my Allison Chains League, right? So I'm going to be five and four. My number two running back is either Fournette or Jones. So I'm driving myself nuts. That's what happens. That's what happens. You could have gotten Kyler, Russell. I mean, hell, Dak was balling before he went down with an injury. It just, it, I, I know Mahomes is great. So maybe in that case, you know, it doesn't, my, my point doesn't uh, hold any water, but. Geez, Louise. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, and and if you drafted Lamar Jackson, you're probably a 500 team or worse at this point. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. You're right about that. New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's, I, we, with the, that Buccaneer performance, we just write that off. Antonio Brown was three for 31. But do you? Um, obviously, just that one is just one you throw away. And like you said, next week it'll be back to business as usual. I would think so. And Tom Brady, I mean, he's not the goat for for nothing. I feel like he's going to come out pissed next week. And the, the matchup's not great, though. I believe they have Carolina uh, in Carolina. 
next week. So the matchup's not great for Brady. It's not great for the wide receivers. But uh, Brady is still going to end up being a, probably a low-end QB1. I haven't done my rankings, obviously, because it's only a, a Monday here. But he's going to come out mad. But I will say this. That offense is loaded with talent, and it's going to be an absolute headache to figure out who is going to be the guy every single week, right? Because Evans didn't do much. AB didn't do much. Godwin didn't do anything. Gronkowski dropped a touchdown. Uh, he didn't do anything. The backfield is a disaster. So it's almost one of those situations, Corey, where like it's an overload of talent and it makes it even more difficult to figure out who's going to be reliable on a weekly basis, right? I don't know that any of these guys are going to be reliable on a weekly basis because there's only one football. There's only one with the backfield and with the passing game. So it's great for the for the Bucks. although, I mean, last night was a train wreck. But you're starting Evans and crossing your fingers. You're starting Godwin and crossing your fingers. You're starting Gronk and crossing your fingers. If you're starting AB, you're crossing your fingers. And if you're starting anybody in that backfield, maybe it's time to study up for 2021. I don't know, because that thing is a a nightmare at this point. The Saints just seem to be getting it done with smoke and mirrors. Dude, Drew Brees. I mean, so I'm a numbers guy. I go by the numbers. I research the numbers like crazy, okay? And the last three weeks, Brees has either not had his top two wide receivers. In one game, he didn't have his top three wide receivers, and that included Callaway, for crying out loud, right? And then he's got Tampa, who held him to fewer than 15 in week one at home with Michael Thomas, and they held Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, to fewer than four on their home field. I'm thinking, boy, this is not a good matchup for Brees. Kick me right in the onions. Four touchdown passes. He, Killed so it. you know what? Start him every week. I don't care. Whatever. He's got the Niners coming up next. Start him. Doesn't, when I start telling people to start Breeze is when he's going to start sucking. That's just how it is because it's 2020. But he's been great the last three weeks. And I've been wrong. And folks, when I'm wrong, I will say I'm wrong. Okay? I don't have ego about it. I get enough stuff right where I'm fine. But I'm going to get stuff wrong. We're going to get stuff wrong. I have been dead wrong on Drew Breeze the last three weeks. There you go right there. All right, Mike. Let's Before we get up out of here. Start to get ready and start to push towards week number 10, obviously, as we get closer to Thanksgiving time. Trade deadlines coming up in fantasy football leagues. It's going to be even more difficult. Try to put the pieces together week in and week out to get to the promised land. But obviously, each and every week, we get a chance to hit the waiver wire. And each and every week, everybody looks forward to your waiver wire advice. So tell us, what do you have this week? Just go ahead and run them down, run them off, and let us know who the players we need to keep an eye on as we get ready to head to the waiver wire on either Tuesday or Wednesday nights of this week. All right, so at quarterback, obviously Tua is a is a must-add. Bridgewater is also a pretty good add, although the matchup's not great coming up. Uh, Derek Carr has got a very good matchup coming up against Denver, and Drew Locke has a very good matchup coming up against the Raiders. So both of those guys are in play. Uh, listen, Alex Smith, next three games, Lions, Bengals, Cowboys, okay? Very good matchups. Nick Foles is a garbage quarterback who can give you garbage time fantasy points like he did against Tennessee, and he's got Minnesota coming up. And then Jake Luton, I got to talk about him. You know, two QB super flex leagues like the guy uh, should be added at running back. Duke Johnson with David Johnson having concussion, maybe uh, won't get out of protocol in time to get ready for week 10. So Duke would play who, Corey? The Browns. Revenge game. Uh, Wayne Gallman has a touchdown in three straight weeks. Devonta Freeman might be back this week. He might not. So Gallman uh, is worth a look. Gus Edwards, I talked about him. We all love J.K. Dobbins, but Edwards is getting the goal line looks. And the Patriots are on deck, and their run defense is terrible. Kalen Balaj, 
Yeah, I mean, folks, it is what it is. That he's out there. He, he's out there, and he's got a. He, he, guess who the Chargers have? They've got Miami. That's a revenge game. Uh, Zach Moss, DJ Dallas, probably both owned, but just check. Uh, but Dallas again, only if Carson and Hyde are out because uh, he started to lose his grip on that starting job, uh, or at least on a featured role at wide receiver. We talked about Curtis Samuel uh, and the Broncos wide receivers, KJ Handler, Tim Patrick, Christian Kirk, check if he's out there. 52% ownership on ESPN. John Brown, check to see if he's out there. 53% ownership on ESPN. Danny Amendola had 10 targets. He's worth a look. Nelson Aguilar has three touchdowns in his last four games. He's had a touchdown in every game, but one over the last four games. Michael Pittman is worth a look in deeper leagues. Don't forget about Alan Lazard. Looks like he's getting close. And they've got Jacksonville coming up next. And if he can't go, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, is worth a look. Uh, at tight end, some players who might surprisingly be available. Okay, Dallas Goddard, 40% ownership on ESPN. He needs to be owned in every league. Austin Hooper, 40% ownership on ESPN. If he comes back, think about it, guys. No OBJ. Yep. He had 10 plus points in three straight weeks. And Baker is not a good quarterback, folks. Okay. He's going to check down. He's going to go to those short and intermediate routes. And Hooper is, is very good there. He should be owned across the board. Irv Smith Jr. only played 22 snaps, but he had two touchdowns. And tight end is very thin. And then Jordan Reed. Like, Corey, this is where we're at, dude. George Kittle's out. Jordan Reed is on the fantasy radar. That's where we are, folks. There's a lot of players to go out and pluck off the waiver wire this week. And in those less competitive leagues, check out some of those players who are 50% owned. I mean, they could be out there in your league. And then, of course, Mike Davis, if he's out there, go get him. I'm, I'm guessing he's probably not owned in most, uh, uh, or he is owned in most competitive leagues, but he's been dropped in a bunch because McCaffrey came back. So check to see if he's out there as well. There you go right there. That's straight from the mouth of Michael Fabiano. Don't forget, Michael Fabiano sit start will be out on SI.com bright and early Wednesday morning. That'll get you ready to set your lineup just like we got you ready to hit the wave of wire. So there you go right there. We'll be back later on this week. Don't forget, SI Fantasy Plus members have the inside track to all this information. And, of course, we got you covered with the optimizers and all the DFS stuff and everything that we get done on that side, the rankings, the projections, and Mike's flex, flex rankings, excuse me, very much. All right, so for Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, SI Fantasy Podcast. We are out.